This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Friday the 1st of October. In your sport today, COVID impacts the NRL Grand Final, the road trip that ruled out six rugby players, unvaxxed NBA stars could lose millions, and the MCG transforms. This is your sport today. We're starting with Rugby League, Gabs, because on Sunday, it's the NRL Grand Final. Panthers and Rabbitohs fans are no doubt counting down the seconds until the 7.30pm kickoff in Brisbane, but Queensland's latest COVID outbreak has thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. Yeah, it feels like every time there's a major sporting event, COVID cases pop up. Six new local cases were recorded yesterday. So the Queensland government has moved to level two restrictions, and that means that the crowd capacity at Suncorp Stadium is down to 75%. The match was a sellout, so what they're doing now is a last-in, first-out kind of thing. So the last 13,000 fans that bought tickets are going to be refunded. There is a backup plan should the match be moved, and that to take the game to Townsville. Channel 9's already sent one of their broadcast trucks up north just in case. And Fez, the match could even be postponed if Queensland goes into lockdown. Yeah, the next two days are going to be critical, according to Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. As for the match itself, Gabs, what can we expect? Well, Fez, I love the numbers, so I like to turn to the stats when answering questions like that. And this week, it's all about halfback Nathan Cleary, who we learned yesterday has been eating oysters by the boatload. (laughs) In his past 37 games for the Panthers, Cleary has won 35 of them, but the two he lost, well, one was last year grand final against Melbourne and the other was three weeks ago against South Sydney. So what does this mean? It means that Penrith are really hard to beat when Cleary plays, but South have done it and they do have master coach Wayne Bennett. He's coached in nine grand finals. He's won seven of them. So again, a really good record. The bookies have the Panthers as favorites, Fez, but it looks like it's going to be very, very close. Uh, Gabs, I was unsure who was going to win, and after hearing that, I'm even less sure. So thank you. Um, as we said, the game is on at 7.30 p.m. on Channel 9 on Sunday night. We've been doing NRL trivia all week, so let's finish with one last one, and it's an easy one for Souths fans. They've won the most premierships How many have they won? Gabs, can you give us a clue? Yeah, this is a a tap-in. Let's just say this number comes up quite a bit in casinos. All right, that's uh, all the information you need. Find out the answer (laughs) at the end of the show. Let's stick with rugby, but of the union variety. Uh, Six members of Argentina's rugby union squad have been ruled out of Saturday's rugby championship game against the Wallabies after they broke Queensland's border rules. Yeah, so what's happened is six players and two staff members, they went down to Byron Bay in northern New South Wales for what they said was a health retreat. They then tried to get back into Queensland on Wednesday, but they were stopped because they didn't have the correct border zone travel pass. 
pass. Sansa, they're the people who run the rugby championship, said that the trip broke the rules and that the people involved couldn't play any part in this weekend's match against Australia. The match on the Gold Coast will go ahead as the Pumas still have 38 other players in their squad to choose from. The Wallabies, well, they've picked their squad and it includes Greg Holmes. He hasn't played for Australia in five years and at 38, he's the oldest Wallaby since World War II. Gabs, you're on fire with the stats today. Uh, the match will be on at 5 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. And like Suncorp Stadium, Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast will be capped at 75% capacity. Formula One fans in Qatar will be cheering after it was announced the country will host its first ever race later in the year. And the news even gets better for motor racing fans, with Qatar also securing a 10-year deal for the race from 2023. Yeah, there's a bit of sport happening over there, isn't there, with the FIFA World Cup set to be played in Qatar as well next year. So this round of the F1 season was listed as TBC on the schedule, and that's because organisers were trying to work out a new location after the Aussie Grand Prix was cancelled earlier in the year due to border closures because of COVID. So what it means is round 20 of the season will be at the Losail Circuit in Qatar, which has hosted MotoGP, that's motorcycle racing, since 2004. Fez, this is a big deal for the region because it means the final three races of the season will all be in the Middle East. The race in Qatar will be at night on November the 21st. Lewis Hamilton leads Max Verstappen by a two points in the Drivers' Championship and there's seven races to go. The next event is in Turkey and that's next week. There are still three weeks to go until the NBA season starts. Just hang in there, basketball <laughs> fans. Uh, most of the players over there are jabbed, but those who haven't have been told they could lose millions of dollars if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah, so the league hasn't actually made the jab compulsory for players, but local laws in some states would make it impossible for players to take part in games if they haven't been vaccinated. Cities like New York and San Francisco, they've banned unvaccinated people from certain places, and that does include indoor sports arenas. Now, this is a really big deal for players from teams like the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors because anti-vaxxers would end up missing 41 home games under these laws. Kyrie Irving from the Nets, he's meant to make around 35 million bucks this season, but that would be halved if reports are true and he doesn't get the jab. Around 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. That includes LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Steph Curry. The Knicks, who also play in New York, they say that all their players have got the jab. Can you believe the Winter Olympic Games in Beijing start in February, Gabs? Uh, no. No, it's come around quick, hasn't it? Uh, well, it being so close, we've found out a few details about what to expect. Basically, if you're an athlete, get fully vaxxed or spend a long time in quarantine. Uh, yeah, a long time indeed. 21 days to be exact, Fez. Now, it's not mandatory to be fully vaxxed, but those who aren't will be treated differently at these games. Australia is expected to take around 40 athletes to Beijing, and they've been told that they have to be double jabbed. All the athletes, coaches, staff, the media, basically everyone involved in the games will live in what the IOC is calling a closed loop management system, which is like a bubble. And once you're in, 
you're in. There is no contact with the outside world. Fans will be allowed to attend the games, but that's only for locals who live on mainland China. Yeah, the same rules will be in place for the Winter Paralympic Games. The Winter Olympics start on February the 4th and the Paralympics a month later. There's no real science behind exactly when the summer of cricket starts. Is it the first match, the 1st of December, the first weekend after the footy finishes? Well, whenever it is, the MCG is getting ready because last night they dropped four pitches in the middle and it's quite the sight. Yeah, I might like numbers, but engineering really isn't my thing, so I have <laughs> no idea how they did this. Last night, the MCG shared a video of the first four of the seven pitches they'll use this summer being dropped in. Now, because of all the footy that gets played on the MCG, the pitches are grown off-site and then transported in on these huge trucks that are so big that they force traffic to stop when they have to turn into the ground. Only a few years ago, the MCG was really close to losing its international cricket status, and that was going to happen if they produced another dull pitch. But since then, new head curator Matt Page has come in, and there have been no problems. Yeah, Page was out there last night in the rain getting those pitches in. (laughs) I'm a cricket nerd, so I find this stuff really interesting, Gabs. And if you're a nerd like me, there's a link in the episode notes to the video. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. And Gabs, what do you got? I'm really looking forward to Manchester City taking on Liverpool early on Monday morning. And if you haven't got enough of sport on Monday, how about the New England Patriots taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Bit of a storyline there. Obviously, Tom Brady, he won six Super Bowls with the Patriots. This will be his first game at Foxborough since he moved to Tampa Bay, where he won the Super Bowl last year. Yep, it's Brady v. Belichick on Monday morning here in Australia. Uh, As for today's trivia question, Gabs, how many premierships have South Sydney won? You said it was a number at Casino a lot. Hit me, 21. 21, 21. They lead over what the Roosters on 15 and St George Dragons on 15 as well. All right, that's it for us this week. Just a reminder, we're based in New South Wales, so we have Monday off. So we're going to come back to you on Tuesday. So have a great weekend watching sport, and we'll catch you next week. 